Luke chapter 19, verses 9 and verse 10. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. For this day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. And I want to minister to you today from this thought, the purpose for the mission. The purpose for the missions. Father, we exalt you again today, God. We give you honor, we give you thanks and praise, O oh God, again, for your presence that we feel in this place, God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, God, and guide us and direct us, O oh God. Let us not leave the way that we came, God, but let us leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the power of the Holy Ghost, God, and we will give you all the glory and the honor and thanksgiving again today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And you may be seated this morning, amen. The purpose for the mission. When I was in the Army and as an infantry soldier, one of the things that I learned that was that there was two factors that must always be uppermost in my mind. The first one was the accomplishment of the mission, and the second one was the welfare of my soldiers. The accomplishment of the mission and the welfare of the soldiers was to always be uppermost in my mind. Those was the two most important aspects of leadership. Amen. We find that the four factors of leadership or the four elements of leadership are the leader, the lead, the situation, and the communication. The leader himself, you yourself, you must know how to motivate yourself and what motivates you. You must also know and understand your own strengths and your own weaknesses, your strength of character, what makes you, what what caused you to tick, amen, and your abilities to set the example. The second factor is the lead, those that are following you and those you are leading. You must know about their abilities and their shortcomings, and you must know their strength and their weaknesses as well as what motivate them. And then the third factor is the situation, your understanding of what you are being sent to do and what you are going to be up against and what are your challenges for what you are being sent to do. And then the fourth factor is communication, your ability to communicate your intent and to ensure that you are clear and fully understood. Amen. Taking these four factors into consideration as a leader and the mission that must be accomplished, you can see that all four of these things was in Jesus' forefront of his mind when he came to this earth. Amen. As we read the story here today, about Zacchaeus, amen, we find also two major aspects as you come out of Luke chapter 18 
you'll see the story. Jesus is being led to go to Jerusalem to die for the whole, for the sins of the whole world. Coming out of Jericho, there's a man on the wayside. He's blind and he begins to cry out to Jesus. Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stops and he calls the blind man to receive his sight. But the story of Zacchaeus, the name Zacchaeus means pure. He is a chief, the Bible lets us know, of the publicans. As you are aware, the publicans work for the Romans. They collected taxes from their own people for the Romans. And they were, by all account, hated by their own people. Zacchaeus, being chief among the publicans, would have been like the chief CEO of the IRS. And the Bible lets us know that he was rich. The Bible lets us know that they got rich by some ways, or history, should I say, tell us that they got rich by scheming off the top. They would take more from the people what was required to pad their own pockets. And so by this cause, they was considered to be sinners. When Zacchaeus heard that Jesus was passing that way, he sought to see him because he was little as statures, the Bible says. His height, he was kind of short, so he couldn't see over the crowd, but he wanted to be able to see Jesus, but because of the crowd, he could not see Jesus. And so as a result, he went forth and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see because he knew that Jesus had to pass that way. When we toured Israel, they showed us a sycamore tree right in the corner of coming out of Jericho, where they say would have probably have been the place where the tree was that Zacchaeus was in, that Jesus had to pass that way coming out of Jericho. Amen. And it is amazing that when we begin to study Scripture and to look at Scriptures, it seems that Jesus always knew the places he needed to go for the people that was seeking him and was looking for him. The Bible tells us in John 4 that he had need to go through Samaria. And he came to a city called Sychar, which means drunkenness. And as a result of this, the Jesus being wearied from his journey, he sat on the well which Jacob had given to Joseph. And about the sixth hour, a woman from that city of Samaria came to draw water. And Jesus is sitting on the well. And she says, Jesus says to her, give me the drink. And she says to him, how is it that you being a Jew, ask me a woman of Samaria for a drink? You know we have no dealings. Jesus said unto her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me the drink, you would have asked of him and he would have given you living water. Amen. We know the story and we hear the story, but most time we don't focus 
on the mission. Jesus' mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. By all accounts, Zacchaeus was lost. He was a sinner that people called him. But notice, when Jesus came to the spot or the place where Zacchaeus was, he looked up into the sycamore tree and he said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide at your house. And he made haste and he came down and received him joyfully, and when they saw it, they all murmured, says, that he was going to be guest with the man that was a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I've taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore to him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is the son of Abraham, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Notice how he received him. He received him joyfully. You see, the way you receive Jesus is joyfully. You've got to receive him rejoicing and being a glad and exceeding excited. Amen. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Amen. We need to get excited about receiving Jesus. Jesus says, he that receiveth me, receive him that sent me. So if you want to receive God, you've got to receive Jesus Christ. Zephaniah says in the third chapter, in the 14th verse, Sing, O daughters of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all the hearts, O daughters of Jerusalem. The Lord have taken away thy judgments. He have cast out thine enemies. The King of Israel, even the Lord, and the mix of thee Thou shalt not see evil any more, and that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thine hands be slack. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Amen. Think about it. Sing, O daughters of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice. Paul tell us rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds uh, through Christ Jesus. Zechariah 2.10 Sing and rejoice, O daughters of Zion, for lo, I come, and I will dwell in the midst of these, saith the Lord. And many nations shall be joined to the Lord in that day, and shall be my people, and I will dwell in the midst of thee, and thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts have sent me unto thee, and the Lord shall inherit Judah his portion and the holy land, and shall choose Jerusalem again. Be silent, all old flesh, before the Lord, for he is raised up out of his holy habitation. You see, we come 
and we rejoice and we sing and we magnify the Lord. Amen. You've got to receive him with joy. Amen. If you will notice, Zechariah, amen, and Zechariah, he received them with joy. And the first thing that Zacchaeus does when Jesus walks into his house is repent. The first thing he does is repent. Each of us, every time we come into his presence, it should cause us to search ourselves. It should cause us to search our heart. Amen. In his presence is always fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In his presence, we should all examine ourselves to see what wrong is in us. If God's word doesn't convict us, then our hearts may be hard. Paul says if this gospel is hid, it is hid to them who is lost and whom the gods of this world has blinded the minds of them believe not, lest the glorious gospel of Christ should be revealed to him. Anytime we are in his presence, there shall be a examination. As Paul says, examine yourself to to see whether you're in the faith. He says, prove your own self. Know you not how that Christ is in you, except you be a reprobate. But I trust that you know that you're not a reprobate. Any times we walk through the house of God, it should be an examination, a searching, an inward look to make sure that we are ready for the salvation of the Lord. As Zacchaeus began to to repent. He says, Lord, if I have did any wrong, I will restore to him fourfold. And Jesus says, today is salvation come unto this house, for he also is a son of Abraham. David says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is is my light. John says, this is the message that we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. David goes on and says in Psalms 36, 9, in thy light shall we see light. When we look into the word of God, we begin to see the light that shineth out of darkness. We begin to see the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. John says in John 1 4, in him was life and the life was the light of men. Jesus says, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness but shall have the light of light. Praise God. When God comes into the presence, when you're in the presence of the Lord, you should see light and that light should show you the true salvation. For neither is their salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given unto men whereby we must be saved. Uh, Jesus Christ says in Revelation 3, I stand at the door and I knock. Uh, if any man open up, I will come into him. And I will sup with him, and I will be his God, and he shall be my people. Amen. Is God knocking at the door of your heart today? 
It's God trying to get your attention. It's God knocking to come in. He desires to abide at your house today. But if you do not open the door, then there's no way he's going to barge in. And you, God is a gentleman. He will not push himself on any of us. But he says, I stand at the door and I knock. And if any man open in, up, I will come in and will sup with him. Are there bars of hurt upon your heart today? Is there bars of loneliness upon your heart today? Is there pain upon your heart today? Is there bitterness upon your heart today? Is there low self-esteem upon your heart today? Is there self-condemnation upon your heart today? Well, open the door. Jesus is trying to get in. He's come to seek and to save that which is lost. We can pray continually asking God to come and asking God to help us, but if we don't open the door, he's not going to be able to get in. I can pray and says, God, do this and God, do that, but if I don't open the door, he's not going to be able to get in. He's a gentleman. He's not going to barge himself in. Salvation is in the house. In this house, there is joy. In this house, there is salvation for your soul. In this house, everything you you need is here, but you have to open the door and let him in. You've got to invite him in. I stand at the door and I knock. We can sit and stew in our soul and our pain, or we can open the door. The mission that Jesus came for was to free the oppressed. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has me to heal the broken hearts, the priest delivers to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Catch the mission, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Praise God, you've got to open up. Asaph says in Psalm 74, 12, For God is my king of all, working salvation in the midst of the earth. Isaiah, yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work if they let me. Amen. God wants to work. He had a mission. That was his purpose for coming to the earth to seek and to save that which was lost. He is the leader. He understood. He knew those he was leading. He knows those that would be following him. He knew the situation that was in the earth. He knows the situation that is in the earth right now. And he's communicating his intent today to you and I that he's come to seek and to save that which is lost. As the angel told Joseph, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee 
married thy wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth the Son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angels of the Lord had baited him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth the firstborn son, and she called his name Jesus, which means Jehovah is salvation. Neither is there salvation in any other. But there's no other name like the name of Jesus Christ, whereby we must be saved. He had a mission, and his purpose and his mission for coming to the earth was you and I. Paul says, when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that was under the law that we might receive the spirit of adoption. Stay with me this morning. Amen. He has a mission. He's come to seek and to save that which is lost. You now must be a part of God's mission. The Bible lets me know in Luke 2, and it came to pass in the day that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this tax was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth and to Judea and to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be taxed with Mary, his spouse wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they was there, the days was accomplished that she should deliver. And she brought forth the firstborn son and wrapped them in swollen clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. And there was in the same country shepherds abiding, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord appeared unto them, and the light shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great peace, joy, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Amen. We see here the mission, the purpose for his coming was to seek and to save that which was lost. He came for you and for me. Amen. He knows the situation. He knows that what is going on in our lives. And this is why God shows up. Amen. But now you and I have been commissioned to go into all the earth and to preach the gospel to everyone. 
every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any daily thing, it shall not harm them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. We are workers together with Christ. Amen. Now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Amen. Christmas is all about the mission. It is about the mission that Jesus Christ had. Amen. For coming to the earth. The Bible says once a year, kings had to go to war. And I come to tell you, God has come to war against the enemy of our souls. Amen. He has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. His mission for coming was you and me. If no other reason, it was for you and for me. And this is why Paul and Peter and the rest of the apostles would say, save yourselves from this untowards generation. For our salvation is near than when we first believe. Paul goes on to 1 Corinthians 10. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers was under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. But with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our example to the intent we should not lust after evil things, as they also lusted, neither be ye idolaters as some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day 23,000. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and was destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and was destroyed of the destroyed. Now all these things happened to them for an examples, and they are written for I am in the admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let him that think he stand take heed, lest he fall. There have no temptation taken you but such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But with the temptation also will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Salvation is a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It's joining the force of Almighty God. Because his mission was to save you and I from this untowards generation. On the day of Pentecost, they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises to you and to your children. And to all that are far off, even as men as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt sin. Save yourselves from this untowards generation. 
And they that gladly received his word was baptized. And there was added unto them about 3,000 souls. And they continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread and prayer. Because the mission that Jesus set forth for coming to the earth was to seek and to save that which was lost. Are you lost today? See, you can sit on the pew and still be lost. You can think that you have it all together and have bars around the castle of your heart and he can't get in. Jesus says, he that asketh, receive it. He that knocketh, the door shall be open, and he that seeketh will find. Amen. The mission is to save the loss. That was his purpose for coming. If you are saved, then you need to live as a saved individual. Keep yourself in the love of God, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. But the purpose of the mission was you and me. Let's stand this morning. Amen. For what earthly reason? Amen. Praise God. If you're here today and you've never repented of your sins, amen, Zacchaeus realized that he had cheated people. He realized that he had did wrong. And when Jesus walked into his presence, the first thing he did was begin to repent. He says, Lord, if I have done wrong to any, I restore fourfold. Amen. What a heart of repentance. Amen. And notice what Jesus says today is salvation come to this house. Because the scriptures let us know that the heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents. They get excited. Amen. Because that's the first step to eternal salvation. And Jesus says today is salvation come to this house. Amen. Because his life began to change. What earthly reason would the father send his son to die? What earthly reason? We know John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. But for what earthly reason? It's me. If no one else, if for no one else, the mission, the purpose for the mission, 2,000 years ago, was for me. And I can't let it pass without thanking him and magnifying him for coming for me. Amen. Thank God. As this song is played this morning, amen, for what earthly reason, amen. Let it soak down into your heart. And as you, as you pray for a while and talk to God and listen to the words of this song, amen, as it, as it reached down into your heart this morning. And don't just let it be another Christmas, but think about what is really speaking to your heart.